good afternoon. My name's Darren, and I'm here just to talk about a ministry that my wife and I have set up. But I'm not going to tell you the story of my wife. Um, that will be for her to do. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm 52 years old. I go to Victory Gospel Church in Southampton, England. And basically, what had happened is I... It wasn't my dream or it wasn't my ambition um, to go to where we did. I went out there purely to support my wife in what she was doing. Our ministry is called NAIC UK, which, which stands for Native Americans in Christ UK. And the whole reason for, for doing it is, like I say, you know, my wife will tell you more, more about that. But for me, it was just to, you know, to help her over there in what she was doing. At first, when we first started, you know, we knew that we would have to raise the money to get out there. Um, so tabletops, dinners, Christmas events, whatever we, whatever we could do to raise the money, we did. We worked through the rain. We worked through the cold, the ice, the snow. Whatever the weather, you would find us outside Victory Gospel Church on a Saturday morning, probably from about six o'clock onwards, setting up and spending the whole day there selling our little bits and pieces to, to actually earn the money to get there. And finally, when we did have the money, we'd book the tickets to go out, you know, to, to the Native Americans. Now, the experience we had out there for me was unbelievable. You know, it really was. We had two very, very kind and loving people. And, you know, their names were Roger and Kathy, who looked after us all the time we were there. They invited us into their homes to stay with them while we were there. They took us backwards and forwards to the church with the events that were going on and the services and everything else. And we'd like to say a very, very big thank you to them. Experience-wise, getting to know the children out there at first it was a little bit a little bit nerve-wracking um because they didn't know us we didn't know them but it was just incredible you know they were very very friendly um very open with us like you know we were to them and i think when we told them our sort of backgrounds as well some of them really couldn't believe that their experiences were the same as ours even though we were thousands of miles apart so it was all good. With the activities, they got so involved in everything. You know, the first week we were there, they had like a um, volleyball camp. We really didn't get too much involved in that because they're so much younger and they're so much more energetic. And to watch them run around and jumping up and down, it was a bit, it was a bit much, you know, for, for myself. But towards the end of the week, yes, we did get really involved. You know, we tried to join in where we could and make them make them feel that they, we were there for them, you know, not just for our own own means. And then the second week, it was the arts and crafts, and we were cutting out different shapes and telling them all about um, the stories in the Bible and really, really encouraging them. And they, they really did take to that, you know. Um, towards the end of the week, I turned to my wife and I said, you know, I don't think we've made a real impression here. And she said, what makes you say that? I said, well, it just feels that we haven't made any impression at all. 
But then on the Thursday, just before we come back, two two of the young girls come up to us and asked us if we would stay forever. And that really brought a lump to my throat because I thought, well, as much as I'd love to stay, um, I have commitments at home. So, um, you know, for now, it will be just a backwards and forwards thing when we can raise the money. Eventually, we had to come home. But after, it was very, very difficult for that transition to come from America back to home. Because normally you'd come away and you'd have your good thoughts or your bad thoughts or whatever it was about the trip. But for months and months, it was like thinking about what they're doing out there, how they're, you know, how they're coping and just generally thinking about what we did out there. If you'd like to get involved in anything, you know, we have a web page for you if you'd like to look at it. Um, so just go online and it's www.naicuk.co.uk. Have a look and tell us what you think. Thank you for listening. Cheerio for now. Bye. Hi, my name's Lorraine. I'm sharing with you today about our vision for NAIC, which abbreviated means Native Americans in Christ. It's been my vision since I was a young person. I started liking Indians, the normal kind of way, cowboy westerns. And I suppose for me, it was more looking at them for the Indian side of it. Most people think the cowboys are the good guys, the Indians are the bad guys. But I tended to sort of look into their history and a lot about their culture and where they came from. Basically, the English people going over to America and conquering it as a land and meeting them and the way they were friendly towards the first, as you know, the story of the Pilgrim Fathers with the Mayflower and that kind of thing. I just, from eight years old, took an interest and then towards my teens just took more interest in the history and researched a lot of stuff and decided for myself that I actually felt they'd had a a pretty wrong deal, really, with um, I'm not putting it the blame towards anybody in particular, like um, not saying it's the American government's fault or the Americans in general or the British. I think it's been a kind of thing with everybody that was involved at the time just was there at the wrong place, the wrong time, and they got caught up in the middle. So I decided part of my passion was I wanted to do something to turn that around and make a difference to give them back their identity basically what's been stolen from them over the generations especially with the elder people because they're the ones that are kind of been ingrained with that mentality that we're just in the way while the American government were trying to establish the different states that you now have for America the land that was there they went in with the ideas of giving them treaties but those treaties were broken so I think my passion developed from there really was not so much a, a get your own back kind of thing, but more of a giving them the stance that even though they've had losses, even though they've had things taken away, they've seen tribes wiped out through starvation because of being moved from one plot of land to another to put on reservations, that kind of thing, is basically just to let them know that there is a way as we all know, that we can turn our lives around and we can make a difference for the next generation to follow. And even though myself and my husband felt we couldn't reach the older people because they've got a lot of history, a lot of hurts and scars that are obviously going to be deep down, that's going to take a lot of 
healing to get that sorted, which in ourselves we know as Christians we, we can give them that that hope, is basically just to give them the idea with the youth especially that they can implant into themselves and into their upcoming generations that they can turn the situation around and make it better for their people. They can teach their own people. They don't have to have people coming in onto the reservations and teaching the kids. They can teach them in their own culture, their own language. That should be brought back in, that they don't have to have the doctrine that's been placed there from previous generations or churches. We're all sort of guilty in that respect. And to give them that sense of welfare and that they are important again really so that's where my personal feelings are with it all the experience I suppose I've had I was a bit frustrated growing up because I was thinking why was it taking such a long time because um, from the time of 14 I was going along to church and I had a gentleman come over from America he was a Native American and he called me out from our youth group Uh, he gave a word over me and he just said that God had shown him that I had a passion for the Indians and that one day I would go to America. He didn't say when it would be, how old I would be. He just said that one day I would go. And I just held on to that, basically. And then when I come to last year, I was 49, and I actually went. So it took 35 years to happen. But in that process of time, I'd gone through things in my life that I could see while I was out there was a good experience that I could actually use to help the people that I was mixing with because I'd gone through being from the age of 19 I fell pregnant out of marriage so I was able to help single mothers with unplanned pregnancies and then I'd gone through marriage I'd gone through several things relationship wise that I was able to help them if they had problems with family situations dealing with children adult children and your own personal feelings with your partner and yourself that I could relate to them in that sense not feel like they could stand there and say well how do you know how I feel because you've not been there you can actually turn around and say yes I do know how you feel because I've been through what you're going through so in that respect I felt I had a lot to offer to them for what I'd had to go through in those 35 years sometimes you sort of think to yourself why does the dream take so long to fulfill sometimes you have to go through the stepping stones in which to get there so you take gradual step at a time it could be even with you know in a career you you have to take individual steps to get to where you want to be you have an idea in your head when you're a child at school and you work your way through to that this is the same with this kind of thing we're a charity we rely on self-funding to pay for what we do for the flights and the trip to get out there obviously costs accommodation our food and we support the the ministries that work out there with the native americans we help towards food for the children activities gifts that they have um because um when we went last year we had a volleyball camp so we helped pay for the volleyballs that was provided for the children and they were allowed to take the ball home after the camp we provided arts and crafts material, food for them while they stayed on the camp so that they had um, lunch provided as well as evening meals and that kind of thing. Some of the kids that decided they would stay on camp overnight, that was all taken care of as well. 
we had to have training as far as um, being aware of other problems that they have to deal with, with like drug-related and alcohol abuse. So I had some training with my local church to put me in that idea of what, how to deal with that. Also with counselling, how to know how to help them as far as if they had any problems they couldn't talk in a group, one-to-one they felt better with, then I was able to help with that. My husband had some um, experience where he's um, worked with children uh, managing a football team. So he, he knew how to work with kids to get them involved in physical activity and coaching and that kind of thing. So that worked with us as well. So we just used basically all the skills we've learned in life and put into the trip. And the, the guy that we went with was um, a gentleman who runs a ministry called AIMI, which is American Indian Ministries International. His name's Roger Scarborough. And he basically gave us all the information as to where they were based in Arizona, near Albuquerque, in a town called Gallup, which is where their reservation is. And it was working with a group of Indians called the Zuni, who descended from the Incas and the Aztec Indians, which I expect some of you are familiar with from the films and that kind of culture. And with the Navajo Indians as well, if any of you have seen the film The Wind Talkers and uh, they were recognised for the work they did in World War Two, with the um, the codes and stuff that they used for radio talking. And we went and saw the, the monument that was given to them, the brave men that had given their lives in the Second World War. And we were quite amazed to see that uh, the American government have finally acknowledged the fact they did have that input in World War Two, and to recognise the sacrifice they made as a people, which we were pleased to see that that's been accepted. There's also been public apologies made by the American government for the way they've been treated as well, which we're really pleased with, because I think we're living in that day and age of reconciliation where people are beginning to see what's happened with their culture and with them as a people and the input they've had on the nation and they're now finally giving that back to them, that recognition that they have had some sort of input there instead of this, oh, you're red, we don't want nothing to do with you. There's been a, with a, a lot of it is dealing with racism, but um, I think with everything in life, that's how you, you kind of perceive it, how you want to, you know. For myself, I'm English background, but um, I don't know where the desire came from because there's no Native American connections in my family, but it's just one of those things that was there from from the start. And I just love the way they dress, their costumes, everything about them is just about vibrancy, about being outrageous, that they're different from everybody else. They don't worry about what they look like. That's me to a T. I'm sort of not one to follow the crowd. I like to be different. So I think maybe that's why I took an, in, an involvement with them. So while we were out there, we did um, arts and crafts with the kids. So we were getting them involved in their creative sides. We did volleyball activities. We did the camping. So we were doing sing-songs around the campfire and getting involved with having breakfast and meals with them, just sharing stories from our childhood and past and experiences we've been through in life so they could relate to what they were going through as well. There's a big concern with the 
teenagers out there there's a high rate of suicide because of the way they live on the reservations if you can imagine it's almost like being confined to a particular space so I think that gets to some of the the kids as well as the parents because they're made to feel like they can't get work unemployment is a big issue on the reservations as well as addictions drug and alcohol abuse which they obviously feel is their way of trying to drown out the sorrows and the fact that they are kept that much further away from normal society the towns and places where you would mix with tourists and that you do see people come to the reservations but it's very very seldom that it happens it's normally just during the holiday times and that so I think that my final impressions on the whole trip was it was a big eye-opener from what I've read in books and seen on movies and things like that to actually go out there and see it for yourself it's very hard that when we were driving through the reservation we were told we couldn't take any photographs and bring them back home as such as the living conditions because the, um, the government would not agree to that and they wouldn't be happy with that so that was very hard for us the fact that everything we saw we had to kind of keep it in our minds but what we did see was a big eye-opener the fact a lot of the way they try and make their living is from what they sell from their jewelry and their clothing so that's basically their only income people say well they just they live off the state they have welfare checks yes they do but um, I think it's because of the fact that some of them have adopted the mentality especially the older people that that's all they can have. They don't really have the mentality to say, well, yes, we can move off of the reservations and we can make a life for ourselves because that's all they've ever known. But with the youth, it's the message is mostly being put across to the kids. Well, do your education and then move on to college and university. They get their graduations. They pass as teachers. They pass as um, basketball players, footballers, you name it. Any profession that they normally strive to do, there's a lot of them that are actors, they will work towards that to make a better life for themselves so they can not only get off the reservations, but so they can bring a better life back home for their families, their grandparents and such, so that they don't take their lives as well because it happens with the parents as well as the children. So that was the main thing that we noticed. The impressions of the trip that lasted on us was the there's a deep need there on the reservations and with the children especially. We felt that the younger generation was the ones to reach for because they seem to be the ones that can take it further. They can almost get them out of the mess that they're in now because of what's happened beforehand. This upcoming generation can make things hopefully turn around for better for them and we just want to be a part of that to give them the tools to help them to move on and to teach their families and their grandparents that they can go on to a better life. So I think my afterthoughts when I came home was we definitely wanted to go back out there again because there's good points as well. We saw some of the dances that they did involving the tourists as well and talking about why they do certain dances with certain costumes when they're dressed like animals and birds and why they relate to creation basically as a means of um, like strength and stuff. Certain animals are certain symbols to them 
of strength, wisdom, that kind of thing, you know, so it's not just all about new age kind of weird stuff. It's how they conceive the world around them. And they believe in God being the creator and they call him creator or they call him the great spirit. So that's that kind of thing involved. So um, my final impressions, I would say, on the trip in general was I definitely want to go back because you just feel like we built a relationship with the children while we were out there to the point where they enjoyed us being with them. They got to know us. They were impressed more than anything, the fact that we were the first group that had come from the UK out to America to that particular area in Arizona. So that was a big step for us. They acknowledged that, were given us messages and cards and pictures that they'd drawn because the age group was from like four up to about uh, 16. So we had different age groups we were working with and they were able to share their thoughts and their feelings towards how they were living their lives and how we felt about it. So they were happy to know that we were going to come back. And there was a couple of them that even said they wished that we weren't going. They wanted us to stay. So that was quite impressive too, that we'd had that kind of impact on them, that they, the couple of weeks we were there and, and they just wanted us to be almost like a part of their family. That was a big impact for us. Yeah, we're just working now towards doing more trips we're doing fundraising. We do tabletop sales mostly where we sell bric-a-brac, clothing, shoes, pretty much anything that we can get our hands on really, even furniture. And uh, we've done that for about a year or so. Two years before we went to do the trip last year, we were doing tabletop sales to raise the money to go. We um, set up a bank account and we've done a website which you can um, see online. We did this basically to get like tools in place to say we're going to make this serious now and we're making plans to do another trip next year and go from there. So we keep in correspondence with the guy in America to find out when the camps are and that kind of thing. So there's backwards and forwards with emails and then once we know we plan ahead and we just get the flights booked and we go from there. So any money that comes in we use that for the flights and for the accommodation and for making the summer the best that we can for those kids while we're out there and that's basically it really thank you